1: This is the 415ers podcast brought to you by the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. That's Mark Randy. I'm Evan Giddings. Please download the Odyssey app, rate us, subscribe to us while you're there. Also, check us out on the 95.7 The Game YouTube channel. Like and subscribe to that. Uh, Mark, so you know, as far as other storylines from from day one, to me, the non-quarterback storylines that, that have kind of uh, caught my eye, I, I think the biggest one is probably Debo Samuel just because of the amount of pressure that he put on himself entering camp compared to the, of course, training camp that was last season under the umbrella of that contract extension that we just talked about. So, you know, I know he was having some fun, was talking about how, you know, Kyle Shanahan and um, he, he enjoys kind of the the humor and the comedy. Uh, Kyle Shanahan was talking about Debo Samuel, sending him shirtless pics throughout the off season, ones that we saw on social media. Uh, but to me, Yeah, I mean, I I am going to be paying attention to what Debo Samuel does, but also says here publicly, uh, just because, I mean, I I think probably the the quote or the interview that has gone the most viral surrounding Debo Samuel this offseason was the one on CBS radio, which he hung up. So we haven't had a chance, I think, to really see Debo and that personality shine just because last season it was the money. This time it was trying to get himself in shape. um, And he's also just not, you know, a super outward person, but Debo to me was the person that, that that caught my eye the most outside of the quarterbacks.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you. This is what Debo Samuel said on Wednesday in relation to his offseason work, uh and, and just where he is physically. This offseason is pretty good for me. Um I say this is probably like the best shape that I've been in since I since twenty nineteen. You're um, you know, you got that long time of working out, a long time of preparation and like I took them forty days away and really got to it and got to where I wanted to be
1: you Feel faster,
0: yes. feel, quick. I feel kind of faster, lighter on my feet, like easier to change direction. That's scary for opponents since 2019, not even since 2021, when he was an all pro and the most unique offensive weapon in all of football. Uh, if what he's saying is true and it translates onto the field, Debo Samuel is going to have a fantastic year once again. Not saying he's going to reach 2021 levels in terms of production yards and touches and touchdowns and all of that just simply because this is more of a log jam on offense because there's so many mouths to feed now um but debo samuel saying he's in the best shape he's been in since 2019 evan that is no small thing this is setting up to be a fantastic season for debo samuel um, I think you could say the same thing about Brandon Ayuk. In that same interview, Debo Samuel said Ayuk walks into the building every day with the mindset that no one here can guard me, and that extends outside of this building and into the rest of the league. Brandon Ayuk's confidence is absolutely soaring. Um, I, If you were to ask me who do I think is going to have the, the more impressive season, I'm not sure how I would answer that because – in my mind, both of these guys are set up to, to have absolutely fantastic seasons. Maybe not necessarily from a pure numbers standpoint. Again, because this is a run-first offense and they have Christian McCaffrey. Um, but I think these two guys are, are going to be much better than they were last year, including Ayuk, who had a record, uh, a career season last year. Um, I'm I'm extremely confident in those two guys in this 49ers offense. And I'm I'm just eager to see what this offense looks like when you have a humming Debo Samuel alongside Ayuk, alongside McCaffrey, alongside Kittle. Uh, I'm I'm with you. Aside from the quarterbacks, the, the the talk around Debo Samuel and maybe to a little bit of a lesser degree around Brandon Ayuk have me intrigued, more intrigued than anything else around this team.
1: Yeah, I, I guess I'm a little more wait and see than you are. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it's fantastic that Debo feels great. Feels like he's in the best shape he's been in since his rookie season, uh, but also like he he should be. I mean, he is now one of the highest paid wide receivers in football coming off a less than ideal season. So that should be motivating enough. Uh, not, not just the financial part of it, the fact that you didn't play very well. You weren't on the field for as much as you'd like to be. And. So I, and again, it's, it's not the same. It's not apples to apples, but in the way that we're talking about the quarterback stacking positive, successful days, I am also looking for that from Debo Samuel. If he does indeed feel lighter, if he does indeed feel like he has more change of direction, that he's more explosive than he was last season. Well, then I would like to see that in training camp repeatedly and successively. If he's able to stack those kind of days, because right now I I don't have any doubt that Brandon Ayuk has been busting his tail all off season because that has been his trajectory. His arc has been continuing to move in an, in an upward direction. Whereas Debo Samuel has taken a step back and there are a lot of expectations for Debo. I'm sure from himself as well as of course, all of us looking on. So I do want to see how Debo Samuel continues to progress through training camp. Um, one day is great. And I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that it feels awesome. Mark, uh, but I, I do want to see more. And I'm not necessarily going to take his word for it just because, uh, you know, he 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 comes into camp feeling better than he did last year. He should. He should feel more focused. And so now I want to see it.
0: Yeah. No, I'm with you. You, you do have to uh, see it play out on the field. Of course, it's just I, I think it's quite easy to just see the way that not only he's talking about himself, but Kyle Shanahan is. Everyone else around the team talking about him this offseason, this training camp than last. And obviously, the, the big reason is because of the drama around his contract situation last year. And Debo Samuel admitted it himself. He didn't, quote, say his contract dispute. He just said there was a lot of a lot of drama last offseason. I, I didn't really have the opportunity to be totally locked in. Um, and now he does have that opportunity. And, and how does it translate onto the field? Um, I do want to get one more thing out about the quarterback room uh, here before we we do get to some other non-quarterback stuff here. Um, I was just thinking about Kyle Shanahan's comments about four quarterbacks and all of that, and it brought me back to, to the kind of overarching idea around this 49ers roster, this era of 49ers football. It seems like the idea that they dove headfirst into was to try to compete with a quarterback on a rookie contract so you can give out these contracts to Debo Samuel, to Nick Bosa, to Fred Warner, and all of that. So you're paying less to your quarterback. You can pay more elsewhere. They thought they accomplished that with Trey Lance, but it doesn't really seem that way. But they magically fell into an even cheaper quarterback and can continue that strategy of trying to build an extremely talented roster around a cheap Young quarterback. But the one problem is, Evan, you're still paying Trey Lance, even though you're likely not going to be playing him that much. Trey Lance's cap hit this year, $9.3 million. And now you also have Sam Darnold, who by himself is a relatively expensive backup quarterback. His cap hit this year is over $5 million. Would the 49ers, with this whole plan in place of trying to build a roster, Full of talent around a cheap quarterback, would they be willing to pay over 14 million dollars in cap space just this year to their quarterbacks two and three? I don't really know. And then you look at what Brandon Allen is making, who right now was slotted in as you know QB4 or whatever, he's making over a million dollars. That's on par with most QB3s across this league. So, maybe the 49ers brought in Brandon Allen with the thought that he could be their QB3 moving forward. What does that mean for Sam Darnold and Trey Lance? Evan, potentially these two guys could be competing for the QB2 spot. And whoever doesn't win that battle, maybe they're on their way out of here. I don't know. It, it, I just don't think the 49ers are in a spot to feel comfortable paying $14 million to quarterbacks, two and three, to two backup quarterbacks, whatever order they slot in, whatever. That's a lot of money that could be used elsewhere. Maybe the 49ers don't use it this season. But if you move off of Trey Lance, you save a $9.3 million cap hit this year. You can use those savings now. It can roll over into next year. Maybe it allows you to extend Brandon Ayuk while also keeping Debo Samuel. I don't know. It feels like the 49ers are in a position where if they want to keep all of their studs moving forward, they need to be creative. And you're not really being that creative if you're paying someone over $9 million to be potentially your QB3. I don't know. It's it's just the way that this thing is kind of trending. Perhaps you're not even seeing Trey Lance compete just for, uh, you know, QB two or QB three. Maybe you're seeing him compete for his spot on this roster.
1: Yeah, I think that's an interesting point. And, and that's why, you know, I, I think it was last episode, you know, brought up the fact that Trey Lance's cap hit next season is $11 million. Like it doesn't get any cheaper beyond this season. And so, you know, if if you're essentially quarterback three at that point, that's an expensive ask in no matter what, even if you have the space, if you have the budget for it, that's just a lot of money to pay to somebody who is not expected to feel so you know for for me, Mark, I, I think that's a that's a great place to, to kind of end this episode and uh maybe take on to the next one. What's gonna happen at the backup position, what's on the line, what's at stake financially, as well as on the field. That'll do it for this episode of the 415ers podcast. Please download the Odyssey app, rate us, subscribe to us there. That's Mark Randy. I'm Evan Giddings. We'll talk to you next week. We appreciate you tuning in for this episode. Training camp continues. We'll keep our eyes on it, and we'll talk to you next week. Take it easy.